Amen. The live stream is going. Awesome. This morning has been a crazy morning. I'm going to tell you what, and I've said this over and over again. You know, there has been an attack on the church. You know, the devil is working overtime. I know we've got people that are out sick. I know we've got things that are going on. I know that my work even called me this morning. I hardly ever get called anymore. So there was a moment where it was like, hey, somebody want to preach? You know, <laughs> oh, but, you know, the Lord in the middle of praise and worship said, we're going to change gears here. We're going we're gonna to swap gears here. We're going to talk about something because I think this is very vitally important. I was going to start talking on the vision, and we're going to do that over the next few weeks. But this morning, we're going to talk about that you hear God, that you hear his voice. Because this is important, because after we've talked about faith and after we've talked about your authority, after we've talked about everything the problem comes down to is the fact that you go, how do I apply this? What is it, Lord, that you want me to do? And some people think, well, I'm just waiting for God to have a, a back and forth communication with me. Well, you know, a lot of times I find that I ask a question and then it's like a couple hours, maybe a day later, I'm doing something and all of a sudden I get this, I get this touch. It's almost like he, he calls me. You know, we, we seem to think about things like, okay, I call my dad on the phone or I call Caleb or I call somebody and I, I have a conversation. It's like, hey, you going to come over like yesterday and, and watch the football game? Well, we had that conversation. And dad goes, yep, I'm going to come over. Okay, well, we have a conversation with God and we ask him a question. And sometimes it is... Sometimes you get an answer right then. But you know that sometimes I think that my heart is not prepared for the answer. You know that there are some times that I don't understand enough and the Lord is having and directing me and guiding me to go look up some stuff, to go, to go read, to maybe meditate more on some of his word before I get the answer. Sometimes the answer comes out of the word itself. You know, in John chapter 15, Jesus tells his disciples, he says, he says, I'm sending the promise of God, the Holy Spirit, to be your teacher, to help you remember those things which I have told you. Well, you know that there's times where I'm sitting there and I'm shaving in the morning and all of a sudden my answer comes. Now, ladies, I know y'all don't shave in the morning, so you're going to have to find your own time. For God to talk to you. Some of us is what I heard. But do you know that the thing I want you to understand is that God is talking to you all the time. He is talking to you every single day. And you know, one of the things that I want that I want you to understand is that the the thief is trying to keep you from hearing. In fact, if you've got your Bibles with you, I know everybody's got a phone, you've got a Bible, right? I typically have like something on the screen. I have a bunch of funnies. I have different stuff. This morning, I'm being directed. I didn't have enough time to put a presentation together, okay? But I want you guys to follow along with me because I think this is very, very important. Okay, so, so 
So Jesus is being asked here in John 10. He's, he, had, he had come in um, John chapter 9, um, and, and basically he was, um, you know, Jesus had been going through, um, well, I'm, okay, I'll, I'll back up here for just a second. Um, essentially, he had went through and he had been telling parables. And he had went through the, in, in John chapter 9, he had went and he had talked about the parables. And he had talked about what people see, their vision, and what true blindness is to God. That, that some people doesn't have ears to hear and eyes to see. And see, Jesus had been... Jesus had been casting out devils. He had been doing all this stuff. And every single time he, was, he would do this, he would have some of the Pharisees walk up and go, just plainly tell me. Plainly tell me if you're the Son of God. Plainly, plainly tell us if you're the Christ. And I know this is in, in John chapter 11, but they're wanting to stone him because he said, I've already told you. I told you that I was the Christ. And so they pick up a stone and they go, and he goes, I've been doing all these miracles. I've been doing all this stuff around you and you want to stone me for that? And they go, no, we want to stone you because you blasphemed. You said that you were the son of God. You know that if I was having in my own life, somebody that was around me, that every time I was around them, there was amazing stuff that was happening. Do you think that that I'm going to be worried about whether or not they say that they're the son of God. I'm going to be trying to figure out how are they able to do the miracle? This is crazy to me, right? How blind people can be. How they can't hear. That all they can see is a doctrine. Well, me and you have a different doctrine. Like some of my Catholic brethren, I, I, I have some... Catholic brethren that I've, I've worked with for years. And we have, the, we have the, the conversation from time to time about whether or not when you, when you actually, you know, eat the cracker or drink the wine that it turns into flesh and blood in your stomach. And, you know, I sit there and I go, this, is, this, this actually says in the Bible, do this in remembrance of me. But do you know that that doctrinal, that doctrinal thing... Puts a wedge between me and my brother. Do you know that there are other doctrinal wedges that we have between people who are Pentecostal and people who are cessationist? Oh, well, all that stuff was done away with after John died in 96 AD. Okay. But let me, let me ask you a question. You know, at the end of all this, when we, when we stop and have the conversation... What can we agree upon? What can we, what can we come back together on? And see, the, the problem is, is that if God was talking to somebody and was wanting to do something in somebody's life and it didn't line up with their doctrine, guess what they're going to do? They're going to disavow God. They're going to disavow Jesus. You know, I don't want to be the kind of person that disavows God just because, well, God, I've always been taught. You know, I've always been taught. How many people have been taught lots of wrong things? 
Absolutely. I mean, I had a grandfather that told me I had less ribs than women. I mean, those are the kind of things that I had when I was a kid. You know, I had my, my grandfather also tell me when I was a kid that, you know, I was a direct ascendant of Cornelius in the Bible. You know, this is, this is the problem. Does it matter if I believe that we have less ribs or, or whatever? The answer is no. Now, the older I got and I went and took biology, I was like, well, hey, Pawpaw was, was ribbing me. Pawpaw was pulling my leg. Do you know that, that in every single thing in our life, there is somebody telling you something? And most of the time, it's no good. Most of the time, it is flat wrong. And I want you to understand that because of that, you have a thief that is trying to come and take something from you. All right, let's get to John 10, okay? So Jesus is here and he says unto them, he said, Most assuredly I say unto you, he who does not enter into the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is the thief and a robber. Uh-oh, everybody knows where we're going with this, right? John 10, 10. Let's, I'm going to skip down here. John 10, 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that he may have life and to give it to them more abundantly. Uh-oh, we just found out that the thief is anyone who tries to obtain into the sheepfold any other way except through the door. Uh-oh. You mean Satan's not the thief? Well, Satan's a thief, absolutely, because he tried to not only go over, he's tried to go under, he's tried to go around, he's tried to do everything. That's why he, he had Adam and Eve give up their authority that God gave them over the earth. Come on, guys. Y'all got to connect a little bit here, okay? See, what I want you to understand is, is, that, is that if we are going to get anything out of God, then we have to do it the proper way. That you being in the midst of godly people, sometimes you're going to find out that they're trying to do it the, they're trying to do it the fast food way. You're going to find out that you got people who say, I don't want to do anyway. I'm just waiting to die. How many people have met people that's like, well, we're going to get it when we get to heaven. Oh, well, that, you know, that day is going to be so sweet. It's going to be so awesome. Now, I just hope you can hold on and not, you know, die in sin and then go to hell. Okay. You know, I've met many, many people. That they believe that if they commit one sin right before they pass away and they didn't get it under the blood, that they go straight to hell, do not pass, do not collect $200, they are damned. And you know what? That's, that eats them up. But see, the sheepfold, getting into the family, getting into the place where you're supposed to be, See, if I'm trying to get to heaven any other way, then I am trying to create a law. I'm trying to create something to get into heaven that goes beyond what, what God is trying to get, get to us. 
In fact, it says right here in verse 3, it says, But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Okay, let me ask you a question. You've got to be a sheep. You've already made it into the sheepfold. But when he calls you out, what does it say here? It says to him, it says, it says that he hears his voice in verse 3 and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Okay, we've already, we've already established that we get through the door and the door is Jesus. The sheep herder. We go through him. But guess what? Jesus also leads us out. And it says here in verse 4, and it says, When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Wait a minute. You mean we're supposed to know Jesus' voice? We're supposed to, to be called? Yes. The answer is, the answer is, if you have made it into the family of God, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are tuned to his voice. You know his voice. I actually like the thing that, that was put out on the internet. People have been sharing it around, so forgive me if you, if you were the first one to do it, but I, and I'm not crediting you, but I've seen a, a lot of places. But it talks about God's voice versus other voices. And it says that, you know, he's peace, he's not strife. You know, the enemy has strife. That, you know, that it's righteous talk, not unrighteous talk. That it's, uh, in fact, I think maybe even Amy, you shared it or something like that. But it was, it was talking about how that, you know, God doesn't, like, rush you. That, that the, the enemy tries to rush you. See, that's the fast food piece of this. Every single time in your life where somebody is coming and they're rushing you, especially if you get that sense inside of you that, oh my God, I got to make a decision right this minute. Don't do it. Because that's, that's not the right voice. You're going to make a decision that's going to be wrong every single time because it's a different voice. And you may go, well, I've never heard God's voice. I've never heard, Dusty, go down to the 7-Eleven, get you a drink. I've never heard that either. How many people have heard God say, do that? Because y'all are pretty special if you have. I wish. I wish, right? But do you know that God's voice sounds like peace? It sounds like a knowing. See, the other, the other voice, it's, it's just you're out in the wind. you got to make this decision by yourself. If you make the wrong one, you're doomed. See, that's not God's voice. Because what did it say here? Because I want to go back to the Word. Because the Word actually, it tells me what His voice sounds like, right? Do you want to know what it sounds like? This is what it sounds like. It says, to him the door opens and the, the sheep hear his voice 
and he calls his sheep by his name and leads them out. Wait a minute. That means that he's going with them. Oh, the, the despair and the, and the agony and the, I got to make this decision. And, and it's only on me and it's, it's so horrible. You know, I had to make a decision this week that was, that I, I literally cried over. I, I, had, I had tears coming because I knew the moment I gave this information to someone that if they weren't being led by the Holy Ghost... And I was trying my best to find a way to be able to give peace in the middle of the situation. But do you know that in every single situation that we have, we have to trust God. And we have to say, I'm going to lead and be led. See, peace feels a lot like, Lord, what do we do about this? What are you leading me into? Where do we go next, Father? And I'm not worried about time. You know, um, a couple of years ago, <laughs> how many people's gotten rooked into? And I know Dad has into the go get the go get. We're going to go on vacation. Let's go to the condo, and we get a free day or a free something if we go listen to this to this spiel, right? I mean, how many, how many people's done that, right? Everybody, because you want the free thing, right? Charlie does it. He's like, I'm done with all that. It was awful. I remember we were po, okay? Me and Heather were po. We weren't just poor. We were po, okay? I had two small kids. I'm sitting there going, I don't have enough money to be able to go to the gas station, much less go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, right? And so I remember going to this thing, and, and it was, I don't know, it was somewhere in the middle of Gardendale, and they said, hey, if you let this water filtration guy come talk to you, you can get three days and two nights at a, at a resort. And I said, Awesome. That sounds great. I don't have to pay for those two nights. So we go through the whole through that whole mess and the guy shows up. The guy looks the guy looked like he had not bathed in five days. He looked like he had not made a dollar in probably three months. And he comes walking into my house and he's like, Let me show you what this thing can do. And he and he takes this rubber band and he rolls it over the top of my over the top of my faucet. That was the moment I knew we had messed up, okay? I knew that this was going to be a long and painful process because he rolls this thing over and what water comes out of it, he takes this little tester and he goes, see, it's 0.00% you know, microbes or whatever. And I'm going, uh-huh, awesome. And so we get about an hour and a half into this thing, and I'm trying to hurry him along. And the guy goes, so would y'all be interested in this? I go, how much is it? And he goes, oh, it's only $8,999. And I laughed. I mean, I, I literally, I laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't have $8,999 in my car. Okay, 
much less having it to go put it in a water filtration system. We would have been drinking from the, the toilet before I probably could have afforded to have gotten $9,000 to be able to get a filtration system, okay? That's how bad it was. This guy looks at me and goes, so you're not going to buy? And I go, no. So he stands straight up. He runs out of the house. And I'm, I'm chasing him like, hey, I want, my, I want my, my three days and two nights. And he goes, here you go. You can have it. I, I, you know, you just take it. And I thought to my, I come back into the house and I go, this is not going to be good. I mean, there was just something inside of me that said, this is not going to be good. So, you know, to make a long story longer, I go and I call the number. We get set up to go on this thing and they go, yeah, show up to this motel in Gatlinburg. And I was like, okay, no big deal. So we go to the motel. Well, I found out I had to go to a blue-green resort and spend another couple of hours listening to their spill in order to be able to get the credits for the two days and three nights. So it was like a double hitch, right? They had, they got me twice. So I go into this thing, double. we get double you know, run over by these people. We went and stayed one night in this motel, and I'm talking about it was a rat trap. It was a rat trap. And I'm, I'm in, you know, and I literally have my gun on the, on the nightstand, and I'm like, if somebody breaks in here, just have their roll over into the floor, you know, and just play dead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to barricade us in because that was how bad this place seemed. But do you know that Throughout that whole time, in both circumstances, the guy that tried to sell us the water filtration system, he was like, you got to buy today. Look at how bad your water is. You want to feed your kids this? You want to put it into your, you know, you want to put this into your kids' bodies? Well, number one, he was trying to get me to buy this based on fear. And then when I went to... And then when I went up to the blue green, oh, you've got to buy today. We don't do this anymore. After today, you don't get this deal ever. We put your name on a list. By the time I was over there, I said, I don't ever want to hear blue green again. But I want you to understand that in both times, it was a push and it was fear. See, God's not trying to sell fear. God is not trying to sell you something today. God is selling you life. And by the way, he's not even selling it. He's just giving it freely. Do you know, I tell that story because that was one of the times that the Lord used to say, do you know that this is the way it feels when there's another voice that talks to you? This is the way it feels when somebody else, when somebody else's influence, Satan's influence, the world's influence, people who don't like you's influence, people who are trying to get something over on you's influence. This is the way it feels. And it says right here, it says in verse five, yet they, they by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of a stranger. Jesus used this illustration 
But they didn't understand the things He had spoken to them. You know why? It's because that's the only voice most of them had ever heard is the stranger's voice. That was the most, you know, right now, if me and you were to, were to want to go and buy a car, let's just say I, you said, hey, I'm going to buy a car, Dusty. Could you help me out? And I go, okay, awesome. Who do we need to go talk to? Well, let's go find the guy that sells cars. And you go find a car salesman, find a sleazy one, let's just say, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, if it was my family member, I'd probably tell him that it's got sawdust in the, you know, in the transmission. But other than that, it's perfectly fine. And then you go through the whole, the whole process and you go, man, this was a bad car. You know why it was a bad car? It's because the person, the stranger that was telling you this, you put your trust in their word and not in somebody that was trustworthy. And see, God is constantly trustworthy. And he's going, hey, you don't, have to, you don't have to buy today. You can pray about this. You can think about this. So what if it gets gone? So what if it gets gone? You know, during this housing crisis that we had you know, in 2020, I went to go buy, we went to go buy a house. You go look for a house in 2020, you would go and say, I want to go see that tomorrow. By the time you got there, the house was already under contract. Our house that we have right now had been sitting for six months. And I thought to myself, oh my God, this thing must have horrible, horrible things going on with it. You know that the Lord just kept telling me, no, go back and go back and look at this house. Go back and look at this house. And I went and found trustworthy people and I got their counsel on it. Do you know that when, when I finally got through it all, I found out the reason why people didn't want to buy it is because it was a foreclosed house like a few years before and somebody had bought it for really cheap. Well, do you know that, that if I had just said, you know what, I'm going to follow everybody else's. I'm going to follow the way the world thinks about this house and now I'm going to try to lowball this guy. Well, he wouldn't have sold it to me either. Do you know that in every circumstance, the stranger's voice... If it wins out, it's going to push you to do it today. It's going, to, it's going to push you based upon fear. You need to know about all the bad things that are going on in your life. You need to know them. If something's going on, you need to know it. But then you need to get God's word on it. Matthew 6, says, Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Go find out his counsel about something. See, I want you to understand here that when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd in verse 7, it says, Jesus said unto them most assuredly to you that I am the door of the sheep. All who have came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. In verse 9, it says, I am the door if anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and I will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. I want you to understand that John 10.10, 10, and I'm closing right here, that John 10.10 10 
has nothing to do with you trying to figure out who the thief is. It's the voice. John 10.10 is about those voices and about the things that are coming against you in your life. It's whenever you hear still, kill, and destroy, whenever you think, man, that, that feels more like death. It feels like something's going to be taken from me. It feels like that whatever has happened in my life, that it's going to destroy it. See, I want you to understand that that is the voice that is opposite of what the Father's voice is. The Father's voice is there to tell you how much peace and how much prosperity that you can have in Him. And see, it doesn't rush you. It doesn't create opportunities for you to say, I've got to make a decision today. You know, I was, when I was a kid, I made impetuous decisions. I, 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 did, I did things, it's got to be today. Whatever's glitter is gold, I got to go after it. You know, the older I get, the more that I hear his voice because I'm just able to, to tune in to what is peace versus what is destruction. See, I look at, I look at my son, and I look at Kaylee, I look at Jacob back here, all you young, young people that are getting your life started here. You know that if you get a hold of this, you will have less destruction, you'll have more prosperity, you'll have more peace, you'll have more money, by the way. I can't tell you the countless thousands of dollars that I've spent on just junk because I decided that I needed it now. Yeah. Do you know that one of the things I wanted to bring up to you guys is that if you're going to create in your, your own world the ability to hear God's voice, that means that you're going to have to be patient that you're going to have to be kind. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, it gives us what love is. See, we have to be loved and we have to love. You know, one of the things I want you guys to walk away from and anybody that's listening to us, you have the ability right now to hear God's voice about every situation. All you have to do is take the time. You have to, you have to separate out all the, the noise that's going on. You know, this week, I just, there was a couple times during the week because there was all this noise that was going on. I just turned on some praise and worship music and I just, I let, I let God's presence create a peace so that I could hear his voice and his vibration. You know, God's vibration is peace. And it's joy, it's long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, meekness, faith and temperance. You know, all of those things that are in the fruit of the Spirit is inside of you. And those are the things that's going to speak to you. You're going to be the one that when you have to make a decision, 
that you have to say, do I listen to the voice of another or do I listen to the voice of peace? You know, I want you guys to always hear God's voice. And I want you to walk away today thinking about those things which you have left behind. Like, I've left thousands of dollars behind for stuff that didn't matter. I've left relationships behind for stuff that didn't matter. I've left job opportunities. I've left all these things on the table. And if I had just listened to peace, then I would have heard his voice and I would have known what to do. And so what if you didn't get the thing that you thought was the greatest thing ever? We were having a discussion yesterday about somebody who had, who had gotten a, a BMW. They thought, man, that was great. I've got friends that have you know, Mercedes and BMWs. It's great until you have to change the oil one time. You know, you might be able to make a payment six, seven, eight hundred dollars, but how about seven or eight thousand dollars to change the oil and all the filters and, and replace everything every 10, 15,000 miles? <laughs> it ain't worth it. You know, everything that is glittering is not always gold. And you have to be the one that says, what gives me most peace? Not the thing that gives me the most eyes that says, look at me. You know, that's one of the things that now, as, because I'm older and I'm sitting here going, I really don't care what people think about me as much as I used to. I'm, I'm fine with having a 10-year-old vehicle and driving around. I'm okay with, with having things that are hand-me-downs or, or whatever it is. But... What if it's something to do with your, your family members? What if there's a, a, something that has wedged its way between you and them? You know what? You can, in that instant, you can just go and you can allow peace to heal those wounds. You know what it's called? It's called forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is a part of hearing God's voice. You can say all day long, oh, I forgive them, but I didn't forget. (laughs) Well, you didn't forgive them. Now, does that mean that you give, like, you know, if somebody stole a bunch of money from you, that you leave your wallet out in front of them? No. But you know that I can have relationship with people who have become unrelational with me. You can do this. You can hear God's voice because I got news for you. If you're listening to God's voice, he's going to talk to you about these things. God doesn't tell you good things just so that he can have a conversation with you all the time. A lot of times he's going to tell you stuff that's going to make your life better. That's going to make other people's lives better. See, God is looking to get you to the place to where peace and joy long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, meekness, all of those things, temperance, faith, that they just become a part of who you are. 
and that you just hear his voice. You're driving down the road and God's talking to you about something. And you go, yes, Lord, I'll do it. This morning, I'm sitting there and he says, hey, I want, I want people to know that they can hear my voice. I'm tired, of them, I'm tired of them not being able to hear my voice and they make the wrong decision and then I see the pain that comes from it. And you go, well, Dusty, did you hear God say that? I just knew it. See, God's voice is not an audible thing. It's a knowing. I know that I know that I know that Jesus lives on the inside of me. And I know that I know that I know that God is constantly speaking to me about every single thing that I'm doing. And I want you to feel confident and know that you know that you know that he's talking to you too. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray over each and every person that's listening to the sound of my voice. I pray right now that that they are able to weed through the, the white noise of life and that they're not listening to a stranger's voice, but they're, they're hearing God's voice clearly. And that it's showing them, it's telling them, and that they know through peace, through through joy, that every single thing that in their life they can have an answer for. That that don't jump at the first opportunity, but listen for what God has. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, Don't worry about your opportunities. They will be there when you need them. Listen to his voice. And no other will you follow. And I just pray over each and every person that they have a great week. I pray over those that are out sick right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I take authority right now over sickness. Right now, there is no more, um, there's no more pneumonia. There is no more uh, sinus issues that are going on right now that... There is complete and total health. I thank you, dear Lord, that cancer is gone in people's bodies. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that we are going to see a revival of people coming back to knowing who they are in Christ Jesus and that they're going to talk about their miracles, that they're going to be able to have testimonies, that just like in Revelations 12, it says that we overcame by our testimony. Your testimony is powerful. Believe and testify. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you're starting to see, that you're starting to show people, that you're starting to show people things in their life that can be quick hits, that they can go with their family members, with their friends, with anybody that maybe they've lost. Father, I pray, dear Lord, that enemies are becoming friends, that, that uh, family members that are lost, that they're coming back and being found. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that people who have lost money, that it's not going to touch them anymore, that you are bringing back opportunities and that they are going to be able to live and not die and declare the glories of God. And I just pray, dear Lord, in Jesus' name over each and every person that you're meeting their needs specifically, Father. 
and you're showing them what to do. And we just thank you, dear Lord, for it. Father, I just pray over this food that we're about to receive during our fellowship, that it just prosper us. And Father, that it just gives us nourishment. In Jesus' name we pray, it is blessed. Amen. You're dismissed. Y'all have a great week.